Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Strip Back the Pages. Today I'll be talking to Christine Phillips, author of A Beautiful Lie. Let's meet her. Welcome to the Strip Back the Pages podcast. I'm MJ and I'm really looking forward to exploring the heart of storytelling with you. So why are stories so important? What do they do and what drives authors to write them in the first place? As we delve into the intricacies of this worldwide phenomenon, I will also share my personal experiences, the highs and lows of writing and publishing, my successes and failures. Join with me as I, as we, journey towards an unwritten future. Right, so Chris, it's great to have you on the show. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Where do we start? You're a singer, you're a musician. Yes, I am. Snap. So tell us about it. Well. I started singing when I was probably 23. Yeah. I'd worked abroad for some time and I came back um, home to England. I was always singing. I always sang as a child, sang to all my friends, tortured right. them with my um, endless renditions of tortured Whitney Houston. Tortured them, yeah. Whitney Houston. Right, now, I have to cut in here. I've heard Chris singing and she is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Anyway, carry on. So when I came home, uh, I wanted to sing, but um, to go out singing professionally, semi-professionally on the clubs, you have to have PA system, which I didn't have. I didn't drive. So I met a girl who also wanted to sing. Um, And we had a bit of an audition with a a local agency who was uh, ran run the agency was two guys. Right. And one of them said to me, if you can get 10 numbers together, you can come out singing with me. Fantastic. He was a solo singer and was in a, an, a band called Marmalade. Now, I've, I've heard of Marmalade, but I can't quite place where. Marmalade, that one of their biggest hits was Oh Bloody. Right, yeah, it's ringing bells. It's ringing bells. Mm. So I I did that, got myself yeah. 10 numbers Fantastic. and went out singing with him for five years. Ooh. And it was good fun. Yeah. I learned a lot. I learned to stand up and sing in front of people, chat yeah. to people over a microphone. And I built up my confidence, which was, it was great fun. It was a great learning curve for me to go on and sing solo which I do now. Brilliant, brilliant. So you've released a book. Uh, it was last year, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, it's called A Beautiful Lie. Yes. Tell us all about it. Well, it's based on an experience of mine. Yeah. And it's a bit of a self-help book. It's, I think it will help other people. It touches on lots of different things um, throughout my life and about my relationship breakdown. Yeah. Why I took it so bad. There's a section in there as well about a diagnosis of mine. I can see there's a lot in there, Chris. I mean, what inspired you to write the book? The reason why I wrote the book was it was... It started off, obviously, with my heartbreak and it was a way for me to try and overcome the pain that I was going through. It ended quite suddenly and 
if I had the chance to talk to him, what would I say? And that's how it started off. I started writing things down. When you're heartbroken, um, you tend to walk around speaking to yourself, talking out loud. So I decided to write it down. I felt that was very cathartic for me. And it really helped to do that. And the more I wrote down, the more things unraveled about the relationship and about my life. And I learned a lot about myself writing writing the book. I learned a lot about um, my ex-partner yeah. after I'd written it, incidentally. Right, okay. But um, first and foremost, it, it was just a way for me to wade through that pain, mm. to get through the the heartache that I was so desperately going through and, and trying to understand why it was so hard for me mm. to get to get over it. Yeah. Why why I, it was I just couldn't get through I just couldn't get through it get through the pain it it was it was difficult it was so very hard and a lot of people didn't understand that uh, but there are reasons for that which I have written about in my book right there's lots of different chapters on lots of different things that I feel will relate to other people I was about to say that I mean I've read the book it's, it's actually an inspirational book. You can see the, the agony you went through, but I really think that will touch other abused women. I think probably men as well. I think it will, it will touch people who've been abused. You know. Yes, it's, um, it, it also talks about um, grief and loss, yeah. not, just, not just as an adult, but but how grief and loss in childhood can affect your life choices. And when I talk about grief and loss, I talk about unresolved grief, which um, is, is really, it's really important to resolve issues and, and grief throughout your life because when you don't, you get frozen in grief. Yeah. And... I think um, I experienced that as a child and as an adult, it took me back to that. The devastation and the loss, I I don't cope with loss very well. I never have done. I did notice in your book that you spoke a lot about your medical diagnosis, but you never mentioned it till the end. Is there a reason for that? Yes, my diagnosis was a massive shock to me it was it was huge and something that I wanted to keep hidden I didn't want to um tell anybody about it because I didn't want anybody to look at me any differently Mm, so I mention it in the book but don't reveal what it is because when I was writing the book I was unsure whether I was going to actually reveal that right and when it came to near on the end of the book, I thought it was only fair that I actually reveal what the diagnosis was, as I'd mentioned it so much in the book. And I also feel that me writing about it and yeah. what happened 
when I first received my diagnosis, how I felt um, and how I dealt with it could help other people. Yeah, I think definitely. Because it was a big, big shock. Yeah. And um, I was diagnosed in 2018 with MS. Right, yeah. And that's probably one of the biggest shocks I've ever had in my life, being a very active, healthy person. Mm. Um, it's a it's a hell of a thing to face yeah. and to admit to yourself, never mind other people. And I wanted to write about that because I've always been the kind of person who enjoys helping other people. I I I I really do like to help others through any kind of problems they might have. Yeah. So when you get problems of your own, you don't deal with them as well as you deal with other people's mm. problems. I'm I'm good at giving people advice and being compassionate with other people. Yeah. But when it comes to myself, I've always been a very, very private person. And that's why to write the book and and, and write about my diagnosis was yeah. huge. To 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 open up publicly about that mm. was a mm. big thing for me. Yeah. So, you're, I mean, you are. You're healthy. Um, I would never have known you had that diagnosis if you if you hadn't have told me. And I think you're right. It will really benefit the listener if they've just been diagnosed. And it does. It gives people hope. It makes them think, you know, yeah, it's it's okay. It's okay. That that's exactly it. And I do. I do talk about that um, yeah. in one of the chapters in my book. Um, so it's, it's, it's good. It was good for me to write about it. And yeah. I think it, it will be good for people to read about it as well. Yes, I totally agree. Something else I really want to add is it was easier for me to write in my book about my diagnosis and have people read about it rather than me actually speak out to people face to face and say, I've got MS. Yeah. I couldn't do that. And still, I'm still struggling that with that now. If mm. people read it in my book and they come to me and say, oh gosh, you know, Chris, I, I've read that. I can talk about it. Yeah. But I will not, I will not actually say it out loud to people. I'm still learning to do that now. Mm. Um, and it, it, it's different for everybody. Yeah. That's my experience of it. And I'm sure... It will be other people's experience of it as well. And maybe other people probably won't be able to say it at all. And if I hadn't have written my book, I don't think I would have told anybody. Well, I'm convinced it will help other people. I, I really believe that. Um, because, again, your experience, it does it just, as, as we said a minute ago, it says, look, it's okay. You know, yes, it's, it's an awful thing to go through. But you can get through it. You can, you know. Yes, it's it's an awful thing to admit to yourself. Right. Um, I think there's still a, a part of me that is probably in denial. Right. And I don't always think that's a bad thing um, because I was brought up to just get on with things. Oh, I've done that. To be strong. Yeah as lots of us were mm. of of our age yeah yeah we we you you just you just got on with it 
Yeah. And I think that's what I've I've done. And I'm still learning to admit to myself and to other people. Mm. And that's the reason why I wrote about that in my book. Yeah. To help me and to help the reader. Yeah. Do you know something? Um, and I found this just so many times. Before, I mean, I've got a heart condition, atrial fibrillation, heart rhythm goes crazy. So up to 170 beats a minute at times. It's, you know, I've been shocked back into rhythm three times. Now, until I went through that, I did not understand. I did not understand how people can talk about heart attacks, cancer, yeah, MS, um, brain tumours. And you think, oh, my God, how do you live with it? It's really hard, but you have to get on with it. You do. And you only learn that when you face it. You know, it, it, it's, it's weird, but... And I'm still learning. I'm still learning to face that. Mm. And I think I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, and totally I'd agree. like I'd like other people to do the same. Mm. Yeah. See, again, like I said, with your book, it, it's encouraging others. You know, it's, it'll be an inspiration for others. I hope so. I hope so. It, it was, uh, as I say, I, I'm sure there's lots of other people that have struggled with that as well. Yeah. And I think, yeah. I think that's normal. Mm. But it's, it's the unknown, isn't it? It is the unknown. And there are lots of forums out there. There is lots and lots of information, which is a really, really good thing. There's a hell of a lot of support yeah. from the nurses, from the hospitals. I found them absolutely fantastic. Yeah. How far you choose to go with that. Some people do join the forums and they speak to each other and support each other. Mm. I haven't done that personally. I feel I'm very lucky because everybody's journey with MS is different. Yes, yeah. Everybody's progression is different. And I feel very lucky that I'm, I'm okay with it. And, yeah. and I, I suppose that's why I try not to think about it a lot. Mm. Because while I'm okay, I want to carry on being okay. Yeah, yeah. What I'll do is write some details about the forums and support groups you've mentioned in the show notes. So, Chris, tell us about your chapter, A Beautiful Beginning. Well, it starts off um, how I met him. Yeah. Um, I'd never experienced internet dating before. So, it starts off about how, how I went on to give that a go. Yeah. Braved it and um, basically <laughs> went to meet the first person who I um, saw a lovely smile from, lovely face, kind mm. face. Yeah. And I thought, what have I got to lose? Little did I know. Yeah. So I gave mm. it a go. And the beautiful beginning is all about the romance of it. It's all about how um, I feel now. I don't know whether... Um, you've heard the term love bombing. Yes, I have. So I feel that I definitely was love bombed. Yeah. Which I do speak about in the book, but I went with it and I was swept away with the romance of it all. I'd met this fantastic 
guy who was everything I'd ever dreamed of. Um, I feel I was very vulnerable at the time. I'd lost my mum. Yeah, it was really awful. Eight months prior. And um, so we shared the same house. So, so that was very difficult when I, when I lost my mum. Yeah. To 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 be so alone, and 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 I I was very very vulnerable when I met him. So it mm. was so easy to be swept away with the romance, to have somebody there that that cared about me, that was going to take me away from it all and give me this fantastic life. Yeah. With in everything I'd always dreamed of. And I I went with it. Yeah. For anyone who may not have heard of love bombing, it's being lavished with affection, gifts, taken out for meals, spoiled and... Yes, and it all happens very, very quickly. Yeah. Very intense. Mm. Very quickly. And that is how you're drawn in. Yeah. And believe me, you are drawn in. Mm. Mm. And when, when you're down anyway... And you're in a vulnerable position. Yeah. It's easy. It's easy to be swept along with that. Yeah. And you don't see the signs. Mm. And the, and there were signs. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. In your book, uh, you wrote the word signs using block letters, block capitals. Yes. Which? Mm. Yes, because in my book, I, I mention lots of different um, incidents yeah. Where there were signs mm. which I chose to ignore. Yeah. Because I so desperately wanted the beautiful side, the good mm. side, the loving side, and needed that. Yeah. I'm guessing you think, right, just hoping this is a one off. Exactly. Again and exactly. Yeah. You, 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 put, you do put it down as a one off. Yeah. But of course, it wasn't a one off. No. And I do speak about um, those incidents yeah. in the book, the things that desperately hurt me, yeah. that I chose to ignore. Mm. Could you give us any examples of how bad the abuse got? I remember one time um, I was here, because obviously I lived here as well, that I was rehearsing with my friend and her sister, and only my friend turned up, her sister was working. When he found out, he accused me of lying. Um, I think he hid my keys one time so I couldn't come home. Yeah, that's in the book. That is in the Awful. book. There's lots of things, lots of different things in the book, um, which when people read it, I know that they will relate to and say, that happened to me, that happened to me. For me, um, to meet somebody that lived out in the country, in a beautiful place, in the countryside, with lots of animals, um, anybody that knows me knows I am a massive animal fan, huge. And so for me, that was a, a, a huge draw and obviously he he realized that mm. and there were there were an, he, there were animals bought and the, there were there were horses bought he yeah. was very kind very right. kind 
Um, mm. So it was all, everything was lovely. And one of one incident um, of signs that somebody really is just not treating you how you should be treated yeah. and being very, very unfair, um, he wanted to rehome one of the dogs. So I found a suitable person and vetted mm. the person, spoke to the person, and they were coming to pick up pick up one of the dogs. She was lovely. Yeah. So obviously I was driving up there to say goodbye to the dog before she left. Yeah. And because of a, a previous incident where he was unhappy because I didn't do something that he wanted. I wasn't up there when he wanted me to be up there. Just didn't do, didn't do what, what he wanted, made him unhappy. Um, when I got there, he'd already arranged for the, for the girl to come and pick up the dog. So by the time I got there, she'd already gone. Oh, that is just awesome. So, and he took great pleasure in strutting around saying she's gone. That's all I mean, he said. She's gone. There's one word for that. Abuse. Okay, here's a question for you. You stated in your book that the abuse you suffered was more verbal and psychological, which of course is a lot worse and considerably more damaging than any physical abuse. Did you find that he blamed you for everything? As I think all abusers do. Yeah, he stood in my living room and, and said, don't do this to anybody else. Why do you always do this? Don't do this to anybody else. It's almost laughable. You didn't do anything. Ah, yeah, but in the book is is um, is the fact that, as you read, you know, an incident of his own making, I got he blamed me for, and I took it, and I did. See, this is a problem. This is what they do. I mean, they will completely convince the victim that they're the perpetrator, and they're not. No, but, but he did. People will say, oh, narcissists will never say I'm sorry. Yeah, he did say I'm sorry, but not for those things. Mm. For other things. Yeah. You know, he did. If for something he'd say sorry. You know, he did, but 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 for things like that, they they could probably I don't know, they can't see the wrong. Yeah. But um, you know, like when when you're in a relationship where there's any kind of abuse, you, you it's ne- it's never it's never going to be it's never going to be ideal and and it's never going to last. I mean, the but then again, people do stay in relationships like that. I stayed in the relationship way longer than what I should have done. But you were hoping it was going to turn out the right way, weren't you? Of course yeah. I was. When I, when I met him, believe you me, he was the man, I know people say, the man of my dreams. If you'd have said to me 10 years ago, 20 years ago, when I was 20, 30, 40, what would be your ideal guy, your ideal setting? Believe you me, that was it. Yeah. He was everything I could have ever wished for. So when the first signs of it going wrong, it smacks you in the face like you wouldn't believe. And you don't believe it. You can't believe what's just happened. It's, I can't even put that into words. Yeah. So you, 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 you pass it off. You think, oh, it, it, it's a one-off. You don't understand it, so you, you don't want to face it. You, you'll, you'll put it aside. Yeah. And then maybe, and then things chug along a bit, and then it happens again. Yeah. And it's like, what the hell? It's that whole Jekyll and Hyde thing. Jekyll and Hyde, which is exactly um, a phrase that I use in the story, yeah. Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. There were some great 
great parts parts to him. He, he was, you know, he was a he was a good guy in one respect, but the bad outweighed the good. There's no doubt about it. The bad outweighed the good. Yeah. And I I truly believe that the old fashioned saying is you don't know anybody till you live with them. I knew enough. I didn't live with with him, and I was uh, probably one of the only ones that didn't. And uh, um, others have got far um, far worse stories than mine. To to be honest, I, yeah. I think, as I said in the book, I bought the best out in him. To be honest, I, I didn't. I didn't. I, argue back or I just didn't you know we chugged along okay to be fair until until you know the 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 drinking and and all the all that came out the the I don't know whether you'd call it misogynistic ways um you know against women it was it was really it's really sad it was just really sad you know I thought that was it for me and um, unfortunately, yeah. I couldn't live with the bad versus the the good was the good was great, but the bad was worse. Yeah, the bad was worse. There was, it, it, and some people, some people, it's it's learned behaviour. Some people, I think it's they've just it, it's just ingrained yeah. into them. Sadly. You know, mm. he um, he had a great mum and dad. He had a lovely mum and dad. He was adopted. Yeah. His adoptive mum and dad were wonderful. They were lovely people. Yeah. I think, as I say, in the book, I keep saying in the book, you know, he, he led a privileged life. He, he really did. And that's why, in my opinion, some of those traits are just ingrained. They just are. I mean, it is. It's like some of these personality disorders, you know, narcissistic personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, it, it's so sad, and they don't realise they've got the problem. No. They genuinely don't. It's not me. No. It's you. It's awful. Yeah, it is, and the thing is, even if they do uh, recognise a problem, yeah. sometimes they don't do anything about it. No, they just blame the victim. Yeah, and, um, and that's why, that's why it's, it's all so good to look at yourself. Look at yeah. your own behaviour, mm. your own reactions to other people's behaviour, you know, you, it's nothing's ever completely one-sided. No, and and I'd be a fool to say it was, because it's not. But but as we say, some things you just cannot live with. Yeah, you can't live with because they're not going to change. As much as you hang in there, as much as you want them to change, they're not going to change, and it's heartbreaking. Mm. It's heartbreaking, and you do question yourself. Of course, you do. Yeah. You you look at you do you look and think well did I did I do anything to was it my fault did I did I make them react like that what did I say what did I do Yeah and that's exactly how they make you feel and it is it's it's awful Yeah absolutely I know exactly how you feel you know But it's it's a long it's a long long process to get over that because you're left you're left thinking what the hell did I do and they've already moved on mm. They've moved on and, and dropped you like a hot potato. Yep. You're gone. Mm. And, you ca- and believe you me, when somebody does that to you, you cannot believe, you cannot get your head round how somebody can, can absolutely tell you you're the best thing that's ever happened to them. They love you. They're going to look after yeah. you forever. I'm going to keep you forever. How can you just cut someone dead? 
because certain people can do that. I couldn't do that. No, no, I couldn't. I could not do that. So when, some, when you have that done to you, that's bad enough to get your head round. Yeah. Never mind the, the, the loss and the heartbreak. And you don't just lose that person. You lose everything that they'd introduce you to in their life as well. What about lies? Like when you did eventually split up, did he lie about it to his friends? Well... I, I think so, yes. The, the, I, I did get, I have had feedback from um, certain people and yes, it, it turns out, it turns out that he did. Yeah. But to be fair, I don't think they're, they're too bothered about lying. They just cut and move on. I know. They just want to be seen as a victim, which they're not. They don't need any explanation. That's it. That's gone. The next one's in and, and on the go. Move on. Do you feel that by writing the book you got the closure you needed? You know, interestingly enough, the, the girlfriend that replaced me reached out to me and that's a whole, whole new chapter, which there's a chapter about closure in my book, um, goes on to, to say how he caused a lot of other people anxiety and stress, not, not just me, but there's a, there's a good chapter at the end, um, an unexpected chapter about closure, which when you read the book, um, don't want to give it away, but it doesn't end when you think it ends. No, all good books don't. And then you will find out all about my closure. Yeah. Um, so yes, uh, you know what? I think I did. Good. I think I did get my closure. And, and I think also... After writing the book and, and after all of my experiences, it still takes time. It takes time to, to put things to bed. Yeah. You know, you, you, you go through life and things happen, things pop up and it, it takes you back and you think about things. But it's all about learning, learning to deal with that. Yeah. And our coping mechanisms. Mm, absolutely. So, Chris, what do you think people will get out of reading the book? Well... I think the most important thing that readers can take away from my book, my story, is that you don't have to face things alone. It's liberating and brave to reach out to others for help. And that's all addressed in the book. I think I've always um, had that in, inbuilt care and compassion to help others. And as I progressed in writing the story, as I say, it started off all about the heartbreak and what I wanted to say to him. Then I started to look at myself and then it moved on to, well, I'm not the only one. It's not just me. Other people must must have gone through um, things that I've gone through, um, incidences. And we all go through things throughout life. We all suffer grief and loss and and sometimes it's just it's just hard to to reach out as i say um i was alone uh I, obviously uh, i'm on my own i live alone and and sometimes it's it's difficult you you go through life and we all we all walk down the street and say hi hi how you doing and the the instant reaction is fine thank you how are you yeah we don't actually say oh gosh well you know actually and reel off a great list of uh what we go, things that we're going through, but but it's it's good to reach out, NJ. That is so true, and it's just so automatic. It is, and and that's why 
I am more than happy for anybody that reads my story to get in touch with me, tell me about their experience, how they dealt with things, if there's anything in my book, which I'm sure there will be, that that relates to them and and what they've been through. I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear that. Yes. Well, what I'll do is put your contact information in the show notes and where people can get the book from. I would like to say as well that the one thing that I've got out of writing my book, apart from the healing that I've got, is that it spurred me on to continue to help other people. That's where I feel I'm at my best. Yeah. I've always done it. I love I love talking to people. I love I love helping people and yeah. and it's it's like I say it spurred me on to want to uh find a different job where I can continue to do that. I mean, just talking to you, I think you'd make a brilliant counsellor. Yeah, well, funny enough, the job that I'm in now, uh, I always get people coming in telling me all their problems and saying, oh, thanks a lot, I feel so much better now. Good for you. Okay, one thing I would like to do is just talk a little bit about my diagnosis and my MS and the fact that people will surprise you with their response because when you get a diagnosis like that, you think, well, who's going to want me? You know, that was a massive hurdle for for me to get over. And to be honest with you, when people gave me feedback from my book, they were more interested in the other topics that I covered and the relationship and all about what went wrong there. And I was like, hang on a minute. Did you just read that? I've got MS. And it was like, well, yeah, actually, my next door neighbor's got it or the person down the road's got it. It wasn't such a big deal as I really thought it was. And I think if I hadn't have written the book, I don't think I would ever have come out with that. I think I would have kept that hidden for years and and there's really no need and that's really important. I really want people to to take away from from that chapter in my book about my diagnosis that it is okay, as you said. Yeah, well, I'll tell you something else. Writing that book took guts, real guts. It did. Um, you're not the only person that said that. Yeah. It did. Oh, wow. You know. It's, it, it is. It's, it's hard to um, talk about things like that with your best friend, to be honest with you. Never mind telling the world. But I can tell you now, it's, it's liberating to do that. And, and as I say, you, for people that, that, are in, that were in my position and, and find it hard to talk about things like that, you'd be amazed. You'll be amazed at the, re, the response that you get. Yeah. You know what? My book is just the tip of the iceberg and there's so much more I would love to share about my colourful life experiences. So watch this space. Sounds good. And guess what? When you're ready, we'll have you back on the show to tell us some more. Fabulous. You know what? I really look forward to that. Brilliant. I think we've covered a lot today. I think you've written a fantastic book and I really believe it will help a lot of people. Thank you. So, um... Thanks for coming on the show. It's been brilliant having you. And yeah, let's do it again soon. You're really welcome. And I've really, really enjoyed it. It, it, it's, it does you good to talk. Absolutely. It really does. Keep oh, talking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, for now, then, thank you very much and goodbye. Bye-bye for now. Thank you. Okay. Bye. So that's it, folks. Chris's book is available via Kindle and as a paperback. You'll find Chris's contact details and where you can get her book from in the show notes. And you can reach me at stripbackthepages at gmail.com or via Twitter at stripbackpages. Thanks for listening 
and see you next week. For now, signing off.